BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. G'day and welcome back to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we're discussing round three in review. We've got a couple of new segments up and Mitch is going to go on an angry rant to start. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Super Coach uh, Podcast. Uh, today I am your host, Mitch Casey, and uh, joined once again by uh, my co-host, uh, Luke Rodison. We're talking Super Coach, right? You're telling me I've shown up to the wrong podcast. What's going on? You must be very, very cranky, mate. Oh, What's I am t- off tell us. this AFL fantasy nonsense this week. What was I'll just a- take a shuffle back and just let you go on to your what end. What a shambles of a round. Uh... I didn't think it could get any worse, and uh, mate, just absolutely shocking performance by the Mitchmond uh, Footy Club today. So, <laughs> just walk us through why, like, who who let you down? What happened? Oh well, okay. Well, this is this is the the rant. Okay, I'll let you. We'll, I'll we'll let you start go. Off. So, we're, decompress, we're, mate. This is uh, this is. Listen up, Mitches, <laughs> which we've stolen from, which was originally Captain segment. This is now my angry rant, but my useless AFL fantasy club. You guys are, you're on notice. I'm going to go through a list here. Okay. Jordan Dawson, mate, you're getting 60% CBAs, 39 points in the first quarter. You finish on 81. Get a bloody medal on the showdown. <laughs> yeah, for God knows there? what. 18 disposals and you get yourself a medal. I kick five goals too. I'll tell you what, you're not getting AFL fantasy medal from me, mate. That was a, a shit performance after that first quarter. Hayden Young, uh, 23 points in the first half. Didn't look like he wanted to go anywhere near the footy. I've been telling you that for two weeks, uh, mate. Just absolutely putting himself, he looks like he was lying. Running up behind the defender, hiding from the guy with the ball so he couldn't get kicked to. That's Hayden Young behaviour. Um, just absolutely woeful over there. Um, you know, my, my boys in the back line, look, Campbell Chess, I've got to give a shout to him. He, he did well, um, but, you know, Lockie Cowan, you know, he was in there the whole game, still only managed to get himself 45. You know, your chances are you're going to be dropped next week. Our boy, Bailey Smith. He's off the he's off the booger sugar and apparently he can't run anymore. Bevo's <laughs> kicked him out of the midfield. He's scraping himself to the seventy one. He only got to seventy one because he got thirty points in the last quarter. Um, LDU mate, come mm. on, you got a sore little calf, a little tight. Calf. I got a little story about that one when we get to um, it. You can't push through that, or or if it is an issue, mate, tell us earlier, <laughs> like three minutes before the game. Like, what are you doing over there at North Melbourne? Um, just absolute shambles in terms of reporting there. James Warple. Like, I knew this guy sucked, and I tell you what, I was right, he sucks. The guy <laughs> kicked a goal in the, I think it was the third quarter, kicked a goal, went up plus 12, the rest of the quarter, negative six. So for that quarter, he only had six points in that in that third one there, so just disgraceful effort. Finn Callahan, mate, come on. I know your shoulder's sore or whatever, but it doesn't affect your legs. You can still run and get get into space to get the 40. 48 points, worst score. Both my bench rookies outscored you, and uh, you know I paid up for you because you're mid-price. I didn't want my rookies on the ground, but you can get out of here. Jared Witts, man. The last 20 seconds of the game. I don't know if you saw this, but the last 20 seconds of the game could have got a mark, yeah. didn't get the mark. 
Then had all the time in the world to get rid of it, dispose of it, kick it, handball it, then got pinned for holding the ball last 20 seconds. What could have been a plus six ended up being a negative three. Uh, so 81 points there. Not good enough, mate. And then uh, to finish it off, Jack Zebel, the, the mid-price of that was going to come in and save my round this week. You know, just stopped pulling up tons and uh, was, was literally sitting down during the game. He was, he was bending down, copping a squat, telling people to point. <laughs> He's pointing where else to kick the ball instead of saying kick it to me. The rookie's still tonning up. Y- y- your third gamer is still putting up all these stats. And, uh, you know, you, veteran of the club, not interested. So, and you lost uh, to Hawthorne. So, just Mitchmond, you're on stand. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> round. I've dropped 15,000 or basically... 12,000 in rankings in one week. Mm. Uh, just uh, just not good enough. And uh, I've got that off my chest you, now. I'm glad. We, literally, for, for those of you listening, we have in the run sheet Mitch's angry rant. That's the first oh, thing on the run sheet. Just no, now not you know, good enough, man. Like, I know, I know, you know, it's early days, but... That's the that's the biggest drop in ranking I think I've ever seen in uh, in my side before. But it was pretty big. Anyway. But um, now you know what it feels like to be me. So yes. you've been yes. on the other side of the table. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I felt for you there. I felt for it, you there. So hopefully it wasn't an injury. There was like you know, LDU. Sure, he was a lay down, but yeah. I still got a score there. Like all, all the people in my t- team played full games. Well, the, like, and the, it was just disgraceful. If there'll be a few people that are in a similar boat to you, so let's let's think about the positive from this. And the positive is that if you have a bad week, you can drop a significant ranking. But what yep. does that also mean on the other side? Well, it means that if you have a good week, you can go fly up the exactly. rankings. Exactly. So we Example saw by I think Roy from the Traders correct. went yep. up like what twenty thousand yeah, or something. Top 6, ranks, now. So look, so it's, let's it's keep very that in tight. Mind. It, yeah. It's very tight in that top twenty five, thirty k. Um, it looks like at the moment. I think um, yeah, that the same difference between uh, team number one. And team number 1,000 is the difference between 1,000 and like 24,000 or something like that. Yep. So it is insanely tight. It's obviously very early in the season, but uh, yeah, obviously not the round I was after, but we're going to move forward. I don't want to talk about this round yep. in my team anymore. Just wanted to get that off my chest. We, we look forward now, Luke, and uh, <laughs> well, we're not for better days. We're not looking forward just yet because we're, <laughs> oh, yeah. we're talking okay. bogs and flogs. Yeah, let's get this one going. And the winner... You're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. Now, there was some very, very good performances on the weekend, but there was some pure floggery as well. Now, we're switching it up this time. I've got the bogs. I'm in the angry mood, so I'm I'm, I'm tossing. I've already given out a few floggers, but some (laughs) some players that weren't on my side also deserve They might get another drive by here. Let's let's start with the first game. So we we sort of discussed it on our last one. We talked about the Western Bulldogs and Brisbane, which was the Thursday night game. Uh, My bogs, pretty vanilla, but Dunkley got us off to a good start to the round. A lot of people had the VC on him. I think he went 116 from memory, and uh, that was good for a lot of people to take the VC. I put up that shit score that I put up with the best captain score that I've had so yeah. far this year so if I didn't have someone like Dunkley to, to loop that VC on I don't know what I would have done he said like two minutes ago he's not talking about it anymore he's back, sorry. He's back on it me back <laughs> who's the flog from that game well again I'm backing up again over my boy here Bailey Smith <laughs> Bailey Smith 71 flog effort mate look he was on like 43 at three-quarter time. Like he saved his score with yeah, a, that with could a have been big so last worse. quarter. Um, so I don't know what you were doing, Bailey Smith, in the second and third <laughs> quarter, just running around looking pretty. Um, but yeah, flog attitude, mate, and uh, need to lift. Now, Collingwood versus Richmond on the Friday night. We were obviously watching this one being Tigers fans. Yes. Um, it was a weird old game. It was slippery to start with. It was, it was yeah. It was a bit scrappy. Collingwood could have put 10 goals on us early, but I had as the bog for this game an interesting little one, but I've got Liam Baker in draft. We, so, um, we love some Liam Baker, yeah, don't we, as Tigers fans? And that's what I want to talk about as, as well. Put fantasy aside. Oh, Liam, Liam Baker is a fucking jet. Oh, he, he is a legend. He's he the kind of player you want on your team. And easily does, my favourite player of our footy club. Just never has a bad day. No, um, just does all the little things that you want. Yeah. You never could accuse him of a lack of trying. But I also had there for, for people that might have had uh, Jordan Dugowie here. Bounce quite a back. Good game. Yeah, yeah, a little bounce back yeah, there. So, poor, poor game before. Uh, so. Baker, my bog with Dugowie there as well. The Nank played quite well too. So there's a few yeah, there that yeah, could have been we, named. We Goats. Shout out the Nank. Bog, uh, he, he's still in that 100 uh, club where he scored 100 every, mm. every game so and we far. Keep, we keep telling people not to get on him. So. Well, he's expensive now. Like, he's right he up is. there. Yeah, um, yeah. Just so. don't listen to what we say. It's, yeah. it's simple. <laughs> well, yeah. We'll see how we go. The flog, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna sh- name and shame Samson Ryan as the flog here. Because there were people out there <laughs> that, well. that he... No, he didn't. He's got 15 points. He got subbed 
off at half time. I thought he looked dangerous. <laughs> he was lurking. <laughs> um, but he tricked people into thinking that he could play, kicking three goals on debut. Uh, well, not debut, um, his first game for this year. But we knew better, mate. We knew better. Don't get tricked into those good looks of his. Good uh, looks. <laughs> but Samson Ryan, um, just not someone that, again, some people were asking if we trade over like a red dot to a player like him. This is exactly why I did not want nah, to do that because every he is time a, he puts yes, a jersey on, absolutely every time he puts a jersey on, jersey. Play, yeah, germ, <laughs> what did I say? Lots of germs on those guernseys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thirty-five percent time on ground, had one kick, one handball. Um, yeah, so I don't think uh, we need to worry about Samson Ryan. But unfortunately, if you have him, you just got to cross your fingers that he comes back into the team and Richmond want to play yeah. tall and uh, yeah. They seem like they want to play him, don't they? They, they want to play him, but it is very much a team structured sort of thing. If they want to be tall, if they want to be small, then obviously small was the way to go on Friday. Let's talk Hawks, Kangas. Now, I've got written here, best on ground, Will fucking day. Yeah, we've already sworn, so the explicit yeah. tags on yeah, this thing Yeah, throw here, it up so, there. Yeah. Uh, is there anything more you need to say? No, he he was he looks better every single game he's played so far this Mate, season. He looks. He got hit by a buddy Big Mac truck there halfway yeah, through yeah, the game. Yeah. Who who put the hit on him? I think he's been offered a week. I can't recall who it is, I but he got absolutely like, flat yeah. and just bounced back up Straight and said, up, yeah. "I'm scoring more points for my boys." Was so. it? Was it uh, no, sorry, I'm thinking of a different game. Yeah, no. he yeah he just looked really good, good in there. Composed, tackled hard, um, spread from the stoppage. He is someone that, look, I was a bit, we both started with him. I was a little nervous starting with him, but it's ended up being one of our best picks so far this season. So, Who's the flog? uh, The flog, another drive-by again. James Warple, you spud. Uh, We needed more from you, man. Like... He is now getting pushed out of the CBAs as well. The team is, yeah. is pushing him out. He's playing more and more forward time. Forward time. He looks awful out there. I was watching this game um, because obviously. But had why a few did you pick him? We've there. been saying that he that he's awful all oh, year. Tricked into it that he had the inside time. He had like eighty percent CBAs the first week. Um, look, I needed that money to get in uh, Chandler. Yeah. Um, Look, and, and week one, 82, I was happy with that. But this week, 57. Look, and based on other things happening in my team, he's more than likely going to stick around in my side. But my God, if he puts up another stinker again, he is uh, quickly out of my team. So, so you're, on, you're on notice, Warps. Next up, we got Giants versus Carlton. Now, I had a couple of bogs here. I had Doc, who scored like uh, like he's meant to. And uh, I know that was a painful watch for you. But yes. the other the other part of this bog was a painful watch for me. And that was Josh Kelly. Yeah, painful he did, watch both of these guys for me. Obviously. That was the worst part. I predicted yeah. exactly what Josh Kelly did. And I still chose not to hold last week. So, more fool me. Uh, but yeah, Doc and, and Jelly for bog in that game. Yeah, so obviously two big scores. And uh, again, when, when a player like... Dawson, again, I'm going to keep going back to it, but <laughs> Dawson puts up an 81 and Doc goes 130. It hurts. There's 50 points on the gap there. Uh, my flog for this game is Finn Callahan. Just just woeful, really. I mean, what, did you, what do you put up again? 48. Yeah, uh, like, you're a rookie. Like, you're basically a rookie there. Um, you're only outscoring our Lockie Cowans by three points. You know, players like Luke Pedler, Kate Chandler... I think maybe even Fergus Green might have outscored you this round or nearly. Um, there's we just can't have that. So yeah, it's just a just a terrible game from you there. My trades Finney. were not the worst last week. Callahan and Sheed both went so great trades. Not too bad. <laughs> the guys are brought in. Yeah, not too bad as well. But we'll we'll talk about that a bit later. St Kilda and Essendon. I had my bog. I, I thought I should suck it up and and at least give credit where credit's it's due. Very big of you, man. It is. Yeah, thank you. And and I haven't been Darcy Parish's biggest fan, but I'm going to say I'm happy to give him good. the bog for this game. He yeah. did look good. And um, the the thing I've been saying is that I don't think he can score when. And when Essendon don't win and he's come out and he's scored pretty well so yeah. props to Darcy Parrish there's a couple of people out there that have been saying we, we hate the Bombers we don't hate the Bombers um, but yeah well done Darcy Parrish on your game on the weekend you're the bog yeah well done and uh, the flog for this game I've got a pair of flogs on this one here the I'm bench calling brothers. these the bench brothers Hunter, <laughs> Hunter Clark and uh, Liam Stocker Stocker and Clark Probably two players that people were looking at trading in with that Charlie Constable issues. Yeah. Both of them not being able to crack the 70% time on ground. Um, Hunter Clark has done that three weeks in a row now. So, um, boys, get off the bench and into the game. How about you, uh, you know? 
Well, is something, something going on there? I was or? just going to say, imagine how pissed off you would have been if you traded in Stocker oh, instead of Zeeble. Yeah. I think at least with Zeeble, you think you know there yes. could be a guy that you could keep there long term. Well, but. Stocker actually, he he actually had a decent last quarter. Had twenty two points in the last quarter. To you know, he was on thirty three at three quarter time, and it was looking really bad. Yeah. But um, and apparently there's a bit of an injury concern on Stocker as well. So. You know, the one time, you know, one of the few times you were out on the field, you get injured as well. Uh, maybe if you're a bit more warmed up, you might have saved yourself there. So uh, get <laughs> off the bench, boys. A bit more warmed up. Do some laps. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Port Crows, I've given the bog to the only bloke who showed up for Port Adelaide, and that yeah. was Connor Rosie. So I think yeah. that's, a, that's a fair enough call. I hope a lot of our listeners weren't trading him out. We did get a few questions about that. Uh, I think, did Calvin end up trading him out? Oh, did he? I think he might have. Oh, don't, no. don't quote me on Calvin. that Calvin. Oh, don't no. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, right. Yeah, well... Friend of the show, Bales, would be pumped up about that big win. Yeah, big win for the uh, the Crows. Uh, I'm going to th- uh, throw a flog over to another uh, teammate of Connor Rosie, Jason Horn Francis. Um, when some people maybe had to hold with the Campbell... Sorry, the um, Charlie Constable issue going on there. He was looking okay. I think he had 60-something in the, in the first three quarters and then... Just packed up shop, just went home. You know, <laughs> I'm done his, here, boys. Grabbed his bags, went home, and two points in the last quarter. Never sighted after that. So uh, stinky. Okay. Woeful effort in that final quarter. Jason Horn Francis, uh, come on, mate, finish out the game. Suns Geelong. Yeah, this is a. 0 oh, 3. Yeah. The Cats. The Cats, 0 oh, 3. I, I sort of thought this might be a dangerous game for them because they were both two teams going in 0 oh, 2 into the game, yeah. and uh, the Suns. Obviously playing at home, but uh, who's our bog this week? Well, I sat here last week and laughed at the fact that the Cats named Tom Stewart, and I thought this is just ridiculous. Yeah, they're we just, were thinking yeah, absolutely playing sure. games, and now he's the bog for the game. I think he went. Did he go one twenty in the end? Yeah, yeah, I think one twenty six. I want to say yeah, yeah huge game. So. And um, I was chatting on Twitter with uh, with Holmesy this morning, and uh, I think Holmesy was saying that he he started the season with him, and a few people took pot shots at him, saying yeah. what a ridiculous move. And oh, it was definitely now, not a ridiculous move. Well, now it's uh, now it's likely that he's going to be a big old trade in target. Oh, he's going to be very popular. So, so yes, very interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, so he was obviously fantastic, and uh, no time on ground issues on his return as well, which is another key thing that I was looking at. Yep. Um, another. Uh, you know, this is the, the the bench cousin of the bench brothers <laughs> from the last game, but Tanner Brune, 58% time on ground. It's actually going down, Luke. Yeah, like, he's worrying, getting fewer and fewer time on ground. This is the last time I think he's going to be flog eligible because surely after this week, everyone who has him will be trading Born. him out. Um, no ifs or buts about it. He is a guaranteed failed mid-pricer. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you're a flog, Tanner Brune. Melbourne and the Swans, it, it's pretty simple for this one. It's hard to go far away yeah. from... Clayton Oliver is just an absolute jet. He hey. was the guy that we should have started with at our M1 position. Obviously, I started <laughs> with a steal. It should have been it should have been Oliver. Yeah, we should have. And, and I guess, yeah, when you started with steal, there's a case that you could have just started with Oliver, isn't there? But more, yeah. it's more, um, yeah, you know, you, you, you make your pick and, and you got to stick with it. But um, Clary's was certainly the bog in, in this In my game. projections, I had Rory Laird projected as the top-ranked top scorer. I've flipped that now, and I think Clary Oliver will be the top scorer of, in fantasy this year. The way he's going. Um, the way he's going, obviously, that's not a very hot take. Um, you got a coach vlog. I've got a coach vlog. John Longmire, mate, give the kids a run. He's put <laughs> Matt Roberts as the sub three weeks in a row Poor and bastard. each time he's had very little time to get his legs under him. This is a young, uh, talented kid that deserves, if you're not going to put him in the game, put him in the VFL, let him have a bit more of a run, develop his skills because, uh, well, and selfishly from a fantasy point of view, his break even is ruined. Uh, yeah, so when cool. he comes back in, he's yeah. not going to be making money until he puts that up sucks. a few decent games. Um, but yeah, just... Um, you know, once or twice, that's fair enough, okay? But three times in a row for a young kid that needs development, um, yeah, I think that's a pretty floggish behaviour from there. Fair call, fair call. Frio versus West Coast, uh, the Derby was our last game and it was um, injury carnage there, but I've got as our yes. best on ground, West Coast Ruckman. They're just <laughs> they're just our best on ground because yeah. if you're coming up against the West Coast Ruckman, chalk it up, it's a ton, baby, it's no matter like, who you are. It's like last year in Defenders versus Dogs. It's West Coast, uh, Ruckman versus West Coast. Mate, just, I, um, Caleb Daniel could play in the Ruck against West oh, Coast and Tarp, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, that's, that's an easy, ridiculous. easy matchup. So, ridiculous. Uh, Obviously, we were keen on holding a Sean Das if you were worried about him last week. Yeah, people who held, well done. That's, uh, that's the reason why. And Flog, again, last little flyby from a player of my team, Hayden, you, Hayden Young. Just fuck you, man. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. Be you, better. You sat here last week and said, we've got to give, we'll give him another chance. We've we got to give him a pass on last week. Are you you're done with passes on Hayden Young? 
Look, he's still going to be in my team next Ooh. week. But but you're on notice, Hayden Young. You mm. can't be doing this. Like, oh, look, I'm happy he saved his score in the second half. Had a 60-point second half. But no. where the hell was that in the first he half? Doesn't, he doesn't want the footy. Um, Simple as that. Simple as that. He kicked a goal to get there. But, yeah, just come on, man. Like... He, like I said, he was literally hiding behind defenders <laughs> trying to get away from the footy. It's disgraceful uh, it behaviour. not it? a good first half to watch. So, Hayden Young, you uh, floggish behaviour from you there. That wraps up our box vs. Fogs. Should we play the thing again? I love playing <laughs> I've got to take a breath. Good. And the winner of the Norm Smith medal. You're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. <laughs> All right, I'm done being negative now. Let's, okay. Let's start to, to you know, we've, we've shed that off. I feel lighter now. We got, we're ready for some news from the week? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about oh, some news. Oh, weekend. Let's do it. Hopefully that audio grab played. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we've got, we'll we've got our news for the week, a little bit of current affairs. Now, the yeah. first dot point I've got here, there's actually a story that goes with this dot point. So, okay. We get to, I guess it would have been close to sort of two-ish on Saturday afternoon, yeah. and I was upstairs painting one of our one of our spare bedrooms, and I hear from next door, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck," and I, I think, "God, Mitch's sorry, kids, Mitch's cut his finger off here or something," and and Ellie, I can hear Ellie come running down, so "What's going on? What's going on?" And then Mitch, "LDU's out, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck." So that's how I found out the yeah. news about LDU. Oh, yeah. Mitch, Mitch just lost it. I genuinely thought you were injured, mate. I was dead set just about to call <laughs> hey, triple, zero, worse, triple zero. This is worse. This is our pot. He's 6% owned, mate. This so is... that's probably our, our big headline news from the yes. weekend was LDU so... being out and the fact that it was late out. It, it, it really sucked for fantasy coaches because you did Super late out. Like the last two, like two minutes before tip-off. You did... kick, sorry, the first bounce. <laughs> tip-off, kick-off. But you didn't, that was the thing. You didn't get a chance to really have Zero. a look at what your yeah. options were. And yeah. for that reason, when I when I heard the, the screaming and commotion coming from next door, I actually just chose just to sit. Accepted so I, your fate. Exactly. I thought, well, there's more bad that can come yeah. from me trying to jump on my phone and make a last-minute trade than, yep. than there is good. So I, I just sat, and I think you ended up doing that too. I ended up doing that too. What I was considering doing was you know trading him instead of... Um, Obviously, I traded a rookie out. It would have get me, gave me a whole bunch of cash on my bench right now to fix up a whole lot of things, but I think it might have been too much cash, and I was crossing my fingers that he's going to be back in this week. Uh, I think the coach come out and said that it's likely he will be back, yep. but the other thing I was worried about is one of my trade-in targets was a Jack Zebel who I traded in this week, and he was playing the same game. So I didn't want to reverse a trade and then potentially miss out on a guy that I really wanted yep. in Jack Zebel because I was too slow or the website lagged a little times, bit. Yeah. So I was very nervous doing that. So I, like you, just went, all right, that just sucks. I'm going to have to just cop that. Um, cop the emergency score, which wasn't Oliver Hollands. Which, by the way, where's my 77? What's going on? <laughs> Scored 77 last week when Josh Kelly owners were, you know, banking on a guy. What did I get? 50, 56? Come on. that's We can be better. Anyway. It was rough. It was um, rough. But the good news is likely to be back next week. Yep. I guess the narrative we can spin to ourselves is hopefully he was going to get tagged anyway, and uh, yeah. maybe this just saves his break even, but it still sucks because obviously he is, um, you know, in the averages, one of the highest averaging players in fantasy right now. So A pod for the people that own him as well. Yeah, 6% on so that definitely hurt. It certainly did. Next up on the bulletin, the copper was put into lockup on the weekend. Yeah, you're going to have to explain this one to me. Are we talking about our boy Constable? The Constable. Yes, yes. okay. Yes. So, so he, was, uh, he, was, he was cuffed, he was out, he was, he was done, out. he was in the Scoobies. One positive from this weekend. Oh, are you talking about your know, scooping? I've officially been invited to Team Awesome Sources by Roy. Um, I, so think, I think you had to throw a light out there to get that invite, didn't you? I saw it. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I threw a few little baits out there. Desperate. But, <laughs> but I was very happy with our, our little reporting. Yeah. There. We, have, we have an inside word over in the Suns at the mm, moment. Um, huge. So, which will, rena- will, will remain unnamed. Um, so, but it's obviously come through as a reliable source. So, uh, for those of you who were listening, we I knew that obviously um, Constable was not going to be the sub, and in fact Sexton was going to be the sub, uh, which allowed those people, if you trusted me, which hopefully you do now, um, if you had Darcy Wilmot's score of that 66, you could have looped him. I also went into the weekend trying to loop a Lockie Cowan, hoping he'd go big, and then if I needed to, I'd take that score. Wasn't happy with the 45, went with the Campbell Chesser, which ended up beating it by six points. So, um, yeah, it's good to know that the, uh, the the source inside Gold Coast stood up. But uh, That'll be yeah. an interesting one to see what happens. We'll see talk. if he comes back. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking there was an injury to Sexton. I think there was. Yeah. I think there might have been another injury as well for the Gold Coast Suns. So it wouldn't surprise me if perhaps 
Um, Constable is the sub this week with Sexton no longer being available. Um, yeah. And if one of those forwards go in to replace him. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. That's it. There's a bit to play out. We'll talk about it a little bit more in trade targets. But yep. um, yeah, a bit to play out there. Setterfield in the last minute of the game, I think it was maybe a confirmed finger injury, maybe okay. a dislocation. So all, all I really saw was... Yeah, I didn't um, watch this game. So it was sort of right at the end of the game. He was kind of the corner of the screen. I saw he kind of laid a semi-tackle and then got up and was sort of holding his hand and then the camera panned off. And it was so late in the game, they didn't really talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping if it's just a dislocated finger, that shouldn't be anything that keeps him out for weeks. But we'll see how that progresses through the week. Now, yep. news, we've already spoken about it, but Tom Stewart's back. Yeah, he is back. He and he, like we said before, came back and uh, put up a huge score, 126 on the trot, and uh, played you know his normal sort of high time on ground, took kick-ins, did everything you wanted him to do. So... Uh, yeah, so all ticks um, from him. It's um, it's obviously meant that his price hasn't dropped as much as maybe we wanted it yes. to. Only dropped eighteen k. Had the high break even there. Um, it's still at one hundred and six for this week, and Just he's coming he's up a against chance, doesn't it? He's coming up against Hawthorne. Okay, so you would think maybe a friendly matchup, but the way Geelong are going, the way Geelong are going, well, they desperately need a win, and uh, Hawthorne did possess the footy a fair bit um, in that last game against the Kangaroos, and obviously, my guy, Jack uh, Zebel didn't score well as a defender, so, look, I think he's definitely a trade target. I don't know if it has to be this week, though, um, because even if he pumps out another big score, he's not going to completely get away from you, so, but it is definitely someone that a lot of people will be turning their eyes towards. Yeah, definitely something to watch, and we'll we'll talk about him a little bit more later as well. Now, uh, a couple more pieces of news here, Uh, in terms of the Eagles... Poor yes. bloody Eagles will struggle to field a team next they, week. Yeah, I think they, they had it four, all came at once, five, I think. Yeah, yeah, four, maybe five injuries. I think maybe, don't quite me, but two two hammies. I think Shuey and McGovern for hammies. There was Witherden got um, polaxed uh, going back with the flight. Liam Ryan, a knee, uh, but played on. And then I think Chesser, there's reports that he might be in a, he might have been in a knee brace yes. post-game. Yes. So that's something to watch as well. Um, but yeah, absolute carnage for the Eagles. Yeah, so I've got here um, reported today by uh, Footy Rhino Ryan Daniels that uh, Shuey Hammy is um, as minor as it gets. So hopefully he's going to be okay. back in two to three weeks. Yeah, uh, McGovern is a bit more serious. Um, could be the tendon, which means he might be out for uh, up to twelve weeks. They're yep. waiting on scans. Cripps broke his ankle and he will miss significant time. Um, so with it, it's in concussion protocol, so he'll miss this weekend. Yeah. Um, Liam Ryan and Campbell Chester are a chance to miss this game. I think Campbell Chester is more unlikely than likely, just because he's on yeah. the fringes anyway. Yep. Um, so it might be a good chance for him just to have a rest as it is. And could open he up also, opportunities for younger teammates as well. Yeah, so he's named a few guys to sort of come in here. Um, Jai Cully, yep. uh, Brady Hoff, uh, Harry Edwards, Greg Clark, and potentially an Elliot Yo uh, season. Yo-yo. Uh, first game for the season. So I'll, I'll just ask you right now, do you think that we can maybe, again, if you are holding a constable, is Elliot Yo someone that you could get on first week back? He obviously um, was locked into our side in the preseason. Yeah, he was. It, it's different now, isn't it? It's, it is. It's different. Yes. Um, I'm going to reserve judgment on that one right now because I've got a couple of other things in mind with my trades. Uh, but if he were to be... Yeah, if he were to be named, it's. I think it's something that you should at least contemplate, yeah. depending on what your backline's looking like. Yeah, it, I think I think Day is still the priority. Uh, like obviously, he's more expensive yeah. now, but he is someone that I'd still be trying to pay a little bit extra to get to. I usually like to wait a week on these guys. I think um, a few years ago there was a play, it was Zach Williams. Actually, he was locked into our side. It was the first year that he moved over to the to the Blues from the Giants. We all thought he was going to get this gun inside midfield role. He was locked into our side. Similar sort of story. Got himself suspended for round one, and it wasn't even an injury. So he got himself suspended. Came back in round two. I've jumped straight onto him, and uh, he ended up sucking for most of the year, and was one of the worst trades that I made that year. So could be a trap. Uh, yes, I usually like to learning from that. Give the guys at least one week and uh, gather more data and see how they look. Last bit of news we've got there is the cyclist today has accepted a one-match ban, so he's a, a yeah. cash generator for most teams. I think the it's way he's going, yeah, it's, it's a loop, it's a hold, he's yep. going to come back in, he's in favour there, so I don't think there would be any action to take there. Yep. Um, it's just my opinion on that I one. Think, yeah, I think you hold it, I think he's playing well enough, he's going to come back straight into that side, so uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about him having an extended uh, stint off the team at this point. So I think you uh, you just hold him. I agree with that one. Still got a negative break even at negative two. 
So that's what we want. Plenty of money. Now, new segment. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Okay. What have we got? uh, We've got the chopping block with Mitch and a little graphic to go. (laughs) Go there. You've the the Karate Man. (laughs) Have a look at it. So, who is on the chopping block? Who's on the chopping block? On the chopping block. We need to get you a little um. Yeah, one of those things. Yeah, Yeah, let's do that. Give me a little black belt or something like that. I don't know. But uh, on the chopping block, and a few people have asked us questions about this for this podcast as well, because obviously we have hyped up this man, Bailey Smith, as our our, our guy. He is on the chopping block for my team, and I suggest for a lot of teams out there, uh, one CBA on the weekend, which is just not going to cut it. It's a role change. We say don't trade your premiums. Unless there's a role change, this is clearly a role change that has happened. Um, to me, he is going. I'm trading him out of my side Can because I th- even though... Oh, sorry. Are you, you going to bring up DPP? Yes, I was going to yes. throw that to you. Okay, because yeah. even though he's more than likely going to be getting DPP at round six, right now he is priced at... What is he priced at? 102. So he is, and if he stays in the role that he is in right now, I don't think he's going to be averaging 102. He's probably closer to that 90, mid-90s. So he is overvalued right now. That's not what we want at this time of the season. We want to get off him. And also, our forward lines are looking pretty good anyway. Yeah, I agree so, with that. You know, especially for like my team, I've traded in a Zeeble. I've got Harry Sheasel there who's, you know, might be a top six so forward. He's your so, D6 at the moment. Uh, um, F6 at the moment, is he? So my, there's not much space no. in my forward line at the moment. There's so not. the DPP doesn't really save Bally Smith at all for me. So I'm looking to get him off. off. I'm not looking to get him off. I'm looking to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to get Mitch off him this week. He's a sicko. <laughs> Stop looking to get Bailey Smith off, mate. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, but yes, you're on the chopping block. Bailey Smith will quickly move past that one. <laughs> Let's not move past it. That was good gear. Uh, well done, mate. All right, who's the next guy? Charlie Constable is obviously on the chopping block. He was chopped by a lot of teams last week. Yes. Um, you he held? He was chopped by his own team. I held. I um, held too. And that part of me doing that was because I was quite happy with my trades. And yep. once again, I didn't want to go doing anything too whiz-bang and, yep. um, and cocking myself up. So yep. uh, If he, I didn't have a will day, I would have traded him. But I had a will day. And I didn't yep. like any of the other options that I could get to with the cash that I had available. So If he's not named this week, are you... Chopping him? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, I still don't know what I can get to with him. I'm very keen to get rid of Bailey Smith. At the moment, with the Monday morning trades that I did today, I have him staying in my side yeah. for another week. I don't think it's the end of the world if you hold him because it's not like there's a whole lot of cash sitting there. Like He's basically a rookie. You know, He's, he's the same price as um, uh, McKenzie, essentially. you know, We're holding a Luke Pedler for the similar sort of thing. Yep. If he can't get you to something that you like, but say someone like a Finn McGuinness can, um, if that the little bit of difference is Finn the McGinnis case. Finn McGuinness or Finn Callahan? Sorry, Finn Callahan. Yeah, I think we've stuffed that up a few times. Yeah, now. yeah. If Finn Callahan can, then I'm okay with moving on that type of a player. Yep. If it if it gets you the better player that you can, because he might even start to slide backwards in cash. At least, obviously, a constable's not there, or even if he is named sub, he'll still make cash for us. Yes, yeah, with that low um, break so. even. Um, he is on the chopping block, but by no means is he like top, top priority. Okay. Who is next? Sheed. He's got to go, man. This is, this is a guy that if you don't get rid of now, he's going to be hard to get rid of in uh, a little while. So yep. he's obviously just doing enough to tick over and get his break-evens and make tiny, tiny bits of cash at the yep. moment, but he is not getting it done. You probably group him with the next bloke as well, can't you? And, and Finn Callahan. At least she could probably get you somewhere decent. You know what I mean? Like, it's not too big of a jump to go from Sheed to someone like a Tom Stewart. Yep. Like, that's only 100 and so K, um, and I'm 100% doing that every day of the week. Yep. Um, so, for me, Sheed is someone you can definitely get rid of, as is Finn Callahan. Outside wing time, there was a little bit of hope Then when Josh Kelly was out, he was going to get to midside time. He happened to do his shoulder and all that sort of stuff, which was unlucky, but obviously the role has not looked great. Scoring has not looked great. I think the first couple of games, he got lucky with a few big scoring quarters, which kind of saved his score. Didn't happen this game. So for me, he is almost number one priority of all these players to get traded because he's scoring like a rookie. Yeah. He's priced more than them. So, uh, for me, he is in my early trade plans at the moment. Uh, I'm trying to get him across to a defender, use a bit of DPP action to use that to also fix up Bailey Smith. So, those are my priority movements at the moment. 
A couple of obvious targets in here. Uh, Jason Horn Francis is someone that I think is on the chopping block as well. Two-point quarters just don't get it done around here, Luke, and um, he is very inconsistent, so... uh, I've been sort of saying the last few weeks he is going to go. Mateus Philippou, the Philippousis. He's on the chopping block too for me as well. Because, yeah, his uh, break even's now up to, I think it's 30. I got rid of him last week because it got me to the guy that I wanted, which was a Jack Zebel. Yeah. Um, Once, yeah, that break even starts. I know 30 is not a super high break even, but if he's pumping out 40s, then that cash generation is just really stalling. So especially when there's maybe a couple of guys that you can go to. Um, there's you know, a couple of we... cheaper rookies that you might want to downgrade. You can make a little bit of cash, like a Van Ruin or something yeah, like even, that. Yeah, um, even I think Caminiti is still yep. a little bit cheaper. You might yep. make 50K there. Um, That's so... a move that I'd be happy to tick off. You know, His yeah. break even's 30. He's scoring 40s the last couple of weeks. So the cash generation is stalling. Yeah. Look, he could come out and have a big game. He did have CBAs on the weekend, but it's about making that cash quickly so that we can get onto those um, upgrades nice and fast. So I think there's nothing wrong with getting rid of of Philippoussis. Anyone else that's getting chopped this week? Andy McGrath is someone I want to talk to you about. Okay, He's probably not high on a lot of people's priorities, but I think that if you've got the luxury, he would be someone that I'd be very keen to get off of. Um, for example, he's 719,000. If you could go him to Stewart this Stewart week, then that's again, just almost yeah, a no-brainer, 757. There's only sort of, what, less than 40K difference between those two. Yeah. And I just think that Stewart is definitely going to be the keeper over an Andy McGrath. Especially if um, you're rocking McGrath at, at D3 or something like that. Could, that could make your defensive line starting to look really good, let's say. If you, you don't have a Will Day, like it's, well, that, I don't think it's too late to go from him down yeah. to a Will Day. Yeah, um, make no, some money. I would agree with that. So I think that you know he had a matchup against the Saints and still couldn't crack the eighty. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I just like we sort of hypothesised in the preseason, there's a lot of mouths to feed in that back one at Essendon. So I think that he is someone that if you have the luxury, he is on the chopping block. Let's chop. And one more here. Um, just to, I think you've driven over this guy. You've reversed <laughs> back. Now you're going back over. James Warple. Yeah. yeah. Stuff Mate, he's, just not, he's just not a good footy player. I, I'm telling you now. He's just... Well, okay, he's better than me. It's pretty, I was going to say, it's pretty rich coming from us. Sydney. He's not a good AFL footy player. I just... Look... Uh, yeah, look... Unfortunately, he's likely going to stay another week in my side. Yep. I don't think he is as high priority as like a Callahan or a Sheed. You know, Sheed has a bit more money on his head. Um, a Callahan uh, doesn't have the role. So at least Warple's getting CBAs and he might be able to get some tackles in there and... You know, his break-even is 51. I expect him to at least get that and uh, make a little bit more cash for us. But again, if you have the luxury, here's someone that I think you could do uh, fine by moving on. Bloody Warple rollercoaster, hey. Deej Deej won't like you uh, talking like that. You know he beat me this week. Did I tell Did you, that? you He beat me oh. in the in our league. In the draft league or in the, uh, the no, classic? In the oh. classic league. Anyone stinky. would have beaten me. So. Stinky, stinky. Yes. Okay. All right, let's move on. We're going to trade targets here. Let me see if I've got this transition right. All, right. All boys trade targets. In Who are we looking the, uh, to get in this in week? The, who's that? Who's uh, that first target we've got there? So we got uh, we got Tommy Stewart. Uh, obviously, um, did you watch any of this game? I didn't actually. No, so I haven't watched any of this game either. But he obviously is a guy that we know has a huge ceiling. Had yep. some huge scores last year. Um, I think there's a lot of been said about the early draw for Geelong and the fact that they don't have many games at GM. HBA, yeah, uh, with some things going on there. So he doesn't play there until round six, and then after the buys, has a lot of games to finish out the season. So I think he is someone that is going to finish off really strong. Problem is, if you target him around the buys, then he might he might, might have put increased on a few yeah big scores on your head. So by eighty odd k by the time you get there, I reckon. So I think he's going to be popular because he's the cheapest premium basically in our back line, yep. and the back line is something that we're all struggling with. But yep. It is still hard to get someone like us. If you held Constable, it's very difficult still to get him up to a steward. Like, that's 300 yeah, plus K you got to It make. is. I really um, want to get rid of Hayden Young, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so, what, are you thinking about going from him down to a, well, a steward? I, I could go to... Got to make it 8K. I could go um, Baz to Kelly and Young to Stuart. And I think that, we had a question about that. It feels very, very... Oh, it kind of feels sideways but at I think the end it's of the a day, small upgrade. Well, at the end of the day, Young and Baz are underperforming premiums. Who uh, Baz's role looks terrible, and Young's want for any football looks terrible. So there's, there's, a, there's also a small concern with me about Hayden Young's role as well. Like it's and yeah. again, it I like he was getting a little bit of a tag early in the game. He, not, there not was maybe um, a tag, yeah, but close uh, someone, someone was running with him, preventing him from getting any cheap marks, and he he's definitely 
like the, the the players that switch the ball around, he's not in that. He's up further at sort of that fifty meter mark. He's on like the short forty five. He's on the short forty five, but but yeah. when you're on the short forty five and you're not calling the ball like you know he isn't, yeah. um, it's it's not an easy, obvious kind of just chip to him with no pressure. Yeah, he's the kind of guy, and he's sitting at the back of stoppages waiting for that ball to come out. He needs someone to get it to him. Um, so the so- role is not exactly the best when it comes to fantasy scoring. So Yeah, so that could definitely lead uh, lead you to Tom Stewart this week potentially. And the other another guy that we're going to talk about for in terms of trade targets is is uh, Jelly, the yes. guy who I shouldn't have traded out. So the He's a big who, target for me. And the people who held um, last week you've been rewarded straight away yep. um, with uh, with Kelly going one twenty plus in his first back. I think we all agreed from the start of the season that if the role was there then he was going to be capable of these huge scores and he just showed it again. Yep. Um uh, like I said, messaging Holmesy this morning, and he did, you know, pop up a little flag that if Kelly keeps going like that, and you coming up against the Giants, who's probably your number one tag target? But yeah, I did. Again, I did want to flag that. So they do come up against Hawthorne in two weeks. So yep. they got Essendon this week coming, who we thought might be running tags, but it doesn't look like they're tagging as much as we thought. I think with Setterfield going so well, they're happy to just keep that main midfield mix the same. Yep. Uh, but then he does have Hawthorne in round five. Uh, Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I might cop the McGinnis tag in that one there, which, again... Look, I don't know if it's enough to scare me off because when you're picking a guy like this, you're picking him for the season, right? Like yeah, these guys, term. like he's going to come in as my bloody M1. Um, so he's going to be the guy that I'm going to be holding for the Mate, rest he could of the year. Score, he could score like an M1. And, and I think I think there's a chance he goes 110. He's still priced below that. So what's he priced at at the moment? Josh Kelly, he's priced at a, uh, 103, 104 sort of average. So uh, there's upside where he's yep. priced at, at the moment compared to some other guys who are a bit overpriced. So I think in terms of the premium mids, he is very attractive to yep. me, um, especially if you are wanting to get off a Bailey Smith. So he is someone who I'm definitely looking at getting into my side. Will Day is the next guy we've got on the list. So it, let's let me hypothetical with you. If you don't have Will Day, are you trying to trade up to Will Day or are you potentially looking to go down to Will Day depending on who you I think have? the best scenario is you're going up. Yeah. Um, like Depends if you who have you're a going constable, up. If, even yeah. if you had a Liam Stocker, that kind of yeah. flopped on the weekend, I think... Another little jump to get up to all day would be yep. awesome. Um, I just think of all the mid prices that we were talking about last week. Yeah, a lot of them it, it is too late, but for Will Day, I don't think it is because he's still below seven hundred thousand, um, and he's in that defensive line. And like the I role said, looks so good, doesn't it? He just looks like he's getting better and better each week yeah. and more comfortable with that role. Yeah. Um, I know we played North, so I don't expect a huge score like that. But it was the ninety-two against Sydney that really encouraged me. Like tough matchup. Um, still pumped out that 90-plus score. So if he's someone that can go 90-plus, that is someone who, and he's priced at a, he's still priced at below 70. So there's, you know, 20 points. Yeah. 20 points of value you, still you've there. You've got to get him so, in, don't you? Um, actually, hold on. I've not updated my price out there. So 671. Might be a little bit more. But his I price is 77. So yeah, he's still over 10 points under his eventual price. So I yeah. think that he is someone that is still... It's it's hard to swallow now, but I think it's not. This will be the last week. This is the last yeah. week to get on a will day if you haven't already. Yeah. But I think of all the mid prices, he's the one that I'd be happy to jump on. Still, yeah. I agree with that one. And you've added a few more boys to the list as well. Yeah. What have I added on here? Caleb oh, yes. Sarong. So Caleb Sarong, um, he is someone that he had the tag in that first game here, but he has gone back to back big scores: one fifteen round two, one twenty seven against the Eagles. And the big thing for him here is the time on ground percentage. He's gone above 80% in all three of his games so far. 
last year that was a big issue for him and uh, obviously a lot of people will cite the comparison between he and Andrew uh, Brayshaw who had a similar increase in time on percentage time on ground percentage the year before yeah what do we see Caleb Sarong doing I, I'm finding it very difficult to put a number on his projected average and uh, like is he someone that could be closing in on that? 105 to 110 kind of a range. Because if he is, He's then guy. price at 95, he is definitely someone that still has upside. Yeah, I see him going over 100 this year, I think, based on... Based yep. on the start he's had, I think he's, he started... Did he start with like an 80 and then he's come out and popped 200s or something something yeah. along those lines? I remember that 80 was tagged, like 83. Yeah. And interesting as well that um, Frio have kind of started a little bit slow um, yeah. and, and Sarong's kind of developing into being the guy there. If, if there's anyone um, that's a little bit closer to Freo that's got some intel on, on you know, your thoughts on Sarong, definitely drop them in the comments section because we'd be uh, keen to hear what, uh, what you guys think about it as well. The other interesting the thing that I thought was very strange that we didn't really talk too much about on the teams thing was Will Brody was dropped from the side mm. um, on the weekend. And obviously, it'd be very interesting to see if he comes back into the team because yeah. I think if he doesn't, that definitely helps a player like Caleb Sarong just in terms of that time on ground percentage, just like being in a tighter bit of a mix there. So I think he's just in that awkward price. Like I've got him pegged at like, I've adjusted my projections to like a 102, which gives him about seven points of upside on his current price tag, 824,000. It's, you know, it's around that Tom Green kind of price tag now. Um, you know, who do we think? I think I'd probably have a Sarong over a Tom Green. Maybe that's my bias in terms of those types of players, but it's probably riskier than a Tom Green um, just because he isn't maybe the number one guy in there like Tom Green is in terms of CBAs. But, yeah, it's a, it's a sneaky move. Very lowly owned 5% of the comp have him in their side and a couple of res- respected coaches also have him in their team. So yeah. I don't know if I'd pull the trigger on him. I'm, and I think if he is a great pick, I'm, I'm going to miss him. But if uh, you know a bit more than I do or trust the eye a bit more than I do, uh, he could definitely be an option. Um, who else have we got here? Oh, I want to talk to about talk about Jaden Hunt, Mike's the brother. Eagles, yes. Actually, I had a funny comment that I wanted to show you later, but oh. um, but yes, please do. Uh, Jaden Hunt is he an option at someone we can get rid of Constable for? He had a good game on the weekend, and obviously with all those injuries to West Coast, yeah. How does that impact him? How does that impact him? Is he someone that, you know, with a Witherden going down, is he going to be a bit more of that distributing half-back role? He's put back-to-back 80s up. Game one against North, um, scored 44. So, a little bit of a flag there. But 86 round two, 84 round three. Might be worth doing some digging into exactly what, like, when when you get a score, like, when you get a 44 and then you get it followed by two 80s, you've got to think to yourself, hang on a sec, was there a change in role? Was yeah. there <clears throat> something going on there? So, some insight on that, I think that might... Uh, so, you had, yeah, you had 12 bit. disposals in round one, and these backed it up with 22 disposals in round two, and then uh, 22 disposals also in round three as well. So, nearly doubled his disposal counts compared to the first round's game. I would um, still say it feels like a risky option. If, if you can find yeah, the cash to... 458k, he's priced at a low price of 53. So he's still cheaper than like a Liam Stocker was last week. Just had a catwalk under oh. my leg. <laughs> okay, like what the hell's going on? Um, <laughs> and again, with those outs, I just... I don't mind it coming up against the Demons this week. Defenders do score well against the Demons um, than the Cats. So Okay, something you're looking at. I think it's... Look... When I'm trying to fix up the million holes in my team and I'm trying to get a Bailey Smith over, he is someone that I'm looking at if you don't have much cash. Um, and again, with the price as low as it is and the break-even as low as it is, I think that he is someone that, you know, if you still have a constable issue, that he might be someone, you know, 14 break-even. I think that he is someone you should be looking at. Could go there. A um, couple of rookies, Jacob Van Royen, and then the one I want to add there as well is Kamenidi from the Saints yes. with a low break-even. So a couple of low break-evens here. We, I think we were on the um, 
on the record saying, don't worry about Jacob Van Bruen, but he comes out and kicks three goals, scores 76 points in his debut. So. Yeah, it's impressive. Goals always worry me a it little does. bit because I don't think he's going to kick three goals every week. But he also 70, has six tackles. That's it. 76 is still a, uh, like a... If, if you score 40 or 50 and you kick three goals, then that for me is... Yeah. Okay, yeah. But you really relied on the goals. But for the fact that he went mid-70s is, is pretty impressive. Yeah, three marks, think he can replicate tackles. It. Um, look, I don't think he's going to do that every week, but he's someone that can give you... He's not an on-field option. I think he's yeah. probably going to be a 40s to 50s guy um, but just because he has that score already built into his uh, break even negative 10 now he's someone that I'd be happy to jump on if you need a downgrade so like a Philippou yeah you, you know you make Philippou oh, down what do you make nearly nearly 100k on that kind of a move yeah. like 80k or so and uh you could definitely use that to pop on someone else's head and get up there. So, How important do you think that is at this time of the season, making sure, like, at the moment, we probably think Philippou's cash generation is going to start to stall in the coming weeks. Yeah. Do you think it's really important to hop off hop off these um, rookies just before they kind of reach their break-evens? And I don't then... think it's really important. Like, okay. it's not top priority. Okay. I think the more important thing is to make sure that your structure is set up right. So, yeah. say, for example... You know, you want to move around your defense so that you can get, you know, someone in the midfield and get another rookie. So, say, for example, you've got a Hollands on the bench yeah, and you've got someone like a Campbell Chess on the field. You want to find a way to change that up a little bit so that maybe it's a Finn Callahan with a bit of DPP action to go up to a better defender so you can get that you know, a Cowan or a Chesser off your ground. So priority one is rookies off the field more Rookie, than... It's, it's getting the right rookies on field okay. and the right mid-prices on field. I think those are the two things that are the biggest uh, thing that we want to be thinking about. Cash generation is always in the background there, but often with some of these rookie players, they're all going to be making cash. Um, if you have the luxury and one's making cash a lot quicker than another, that is something that can do. But I think it's only if it does give you the amount of money that you need to make the upgrade or the switch on the other end, if, okay. that, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I was very happy to get rid of a Philippusis this last weekend because it got me to a Jack Zebel who, on the weekend, um, made a whole bunch of cash. And uh, even though I culled a rookie early, um, I felt like it was the right time to jump on a Zebel who made 41000 um, more than you know Philippou did. And he's someone that I think is going to be on my field. So I was happy to do that kind of a switch. Okay, should we have a look at some questions? Yeah, let's have a look at some questions. What do we got over from you'll, the... Uh, you'll have to answer this verse. first one carefully. The first question that we got on Twitter... Um, is this, was this Ellie's? Yeah, <laughs> is Libra a serious option? So we were watching the footy on, on Thursday night and uh, Mitch's partner, Ellie, my sister, um, she's been pestering Mitch. Oh, can she's, I get, got, she's got a team in. It's doing yeah. a lot better than mine at the moment. Yeah, but, can uh, I get Libra in? Can I get Libra in? Mitch, no, I, nah, I don't uh, think you nah, should get Libra in. Nah. And she, he keeps putting up freaking scores and making me look <laughs> like an idiot. Uh, I swear this happens every year with one of the players. You're in the doghouse, mate. You're in the doghouse. Yeah, I think two years ago. I think it might have been last year as well. She's a big fan of Bally Smith, obviously. Um, and uh, kept putting up scores. I was like, no, nah, he's not an option. He's not an option. But then, yeah, the time on ground has started rising. So is Libra an option? Um, look. What's he been doing in terms of his CBAs? Let's have a look at his, his CBAs. CBAs. His CBAs are high. His CBAs he's maintained, I think, from the back half of last year. He seems to be the big dog in there. He and Bontempelli <clears throat> seem solid. Do you think he's been the main beneficiary of the, the Dunkley out? See, my initial reaction and my knee-jerk reaction is no, because he already had the role at the end of last year. So um, I just want to have a look at some of his scores from the end of last year when he did have that role and the high CBAs. Um, Give me a moment while I bring up the yeah. stats here. But my initial answer is no, he's not an option. He's just in a hot vein of form. But look, I don't know. He, he, he's getting he's getting high CBAs. He's just always been that very inside player. Yeah. Um. And look, what's his price at now? What's his um, price tag? Yeah, do you think the ship sailed? 857000 So, you know, I'd much rather be jumping on Caleb Sarong. Yeah. Or a little bit How more far expensive. Kelly if you go that? Kelly, yeah, he's yeah. only like sort of 40K. I more expensive I'd, than I'd that. I'd be going that so way too. He, he, he isn't cheap, um, which is the concern there, so I don't necessarily think he is an option. Look, I'll read out some scores from the back end of last year when he was getting 70-plus percent CBAs, uh, 65, 68, 101, 98, 69, 93, 74, 128, 110, 99, 115. So there were patches in there. So like that 115, 99, 110, 128, that's yeah. a patch. Yeah. But then he followed up with a 74, 93, 69, three weeks after that. Because so, if you're trading him in now, you, you're trading him in to be a keeper. Like yeah. he's, he's at that price where yeah. you're, you're trading in a keeper. And We're so, getting very close to the 
the keepers and the premiums you have need to be locked into your side at least until the end of the buys. Yeah. And so you don't want to be getting in someone in that you're worried could at any point just drop a stinker on you. So um, I, I don't think that's the kind of play that I'd be going for. Next question, we've got thoughts on Baz and Young. Do we trade Primos? We've kind of covered a little bit because those two players are the players that I might be looking to trade out this week. It's Mitch summarised it pretty well. You don't trade out premiums because of a bad score. You trade out premiums because the roles change. Yep. I'm yep. trading out Baz. Um, yep. I'm 100% doing that. I think that he is someone that I've gotten wrong in the preseason. Um, Bevo's done a lot to, to, to do that for me and obviously the role there if if Bailey Smith dropped 71 points and he was getting 60% CBAs I'd be holding him because yep. I, okay, it's a bad game yep. whatever but it's the one CBA on the weekend he's definitely playing that high half forward role just don't trust it um, I don't trust it week to week he's got enough cash on his head that it's a very easy swap over to someone like a Josh Kelly who I'm very confident could be a captain option for yep. me I'm just I want that consistency see it's the last like I said, it's the last round or maybe the second to last round for us to do these kind of moves. I'd prioritise Baz in terms of trade-outs over a young. Yeah. Um, one, because he's in the midfield and you can probably get to a more captain option there. And two, Hayden Young's role is not as dramatically different as Abelie Smith's role is. So yeah. um, you could trade both if you're in a really luxurious position. Um, but I'd be wanting to get like a Callahan, a Jason Horn francis yeah. uh you know, Liam Stocker even out of my side before something like that. You don't have to be in a super luxurious position to to trade both of them. It just means you, I guess, you're forgoing bringing in another cash generator, maybe. Because like, if I, you've got I'm, all the big ticket items, like if you've got like all the rookies, if you've got you know, like your structure looks nice, you, you you've got the players that you want there. Yeah, th- this is probably a very luxury trade kind of round. Because even like a lot of the mid prices are sort of out of reach now. They've gone up in a bunch of cash. There's no obvious like huge cash generators in terms of mid prices available. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, this is the round to do it. Okay. Um, so I don't completely hate it. I just for me, I'm I'm prioritizing getting rid of Finn Callahan. I think that he is someone that is clogging up a spot that might as well be a rookie. Yeah. So I want to get rid of him first. So I will be holding Hayden Young. But if you don't have that issue, which I know you don't. Um, going him down to a Stewart and then a Baz up to a Josh Kelly. Like, what do we expect Hayden Young to do? Maybe 90? Yeah. If Tom Stewart goes high 90s, there's maybe seven or eight points you're making. Bailey Smith goes 95. Josh Kelly's a 110. There's 15 points. You're making nearly 30 points points. of of there, and that's going to be there for a long time. So I I still think it's a decent option um, as long as, again, you're not sort of leaving yourself thin anywhere else. Next question is Weller, Baker, or Zebel. So Lockie Weller came in and played his first game for the Suns, and he's he's basically constable, but with he's a played two a, games, hasn't he? Has he? He's um basically constable, but uh, with better foot skills. He's an elite kick, and then Baker, 88, yeah. Baker, I'm assuming Liam Baker, not Oscar Baker, and then Zebel. But I'm probably still going Zebel of those three options. So Zebel's closest to being a keeper. I'm just having a look at his. Priced that figure now. He's priced at 77 now. I still think that that's a decent amount of value. He's probably at least 10 points below where I expect him to go. Um, the only thing is, what was um, who was the other guy? Weller, 696. So he's more expensive than a Will Day. Um, we'll, we'll put that out there. Yeah. What did he actually, was he taking kick ins on the weekend? Like, what's his actual role? Again, I didn't watch this game. Um, so probably. Not super informed to let you know yet. So he took seven, the most kick-ins of the game. Second was Will Powell. So um, it's positive. I don't think... Actually, let me look at what he did last year. I don't think he... Was he taking kick-ins last year? You're talking about Lockewella? Yeah. If this is a role change from what we saw previously. I'd imagine he'd been taking kick-outs. He's been an elite kick since he was a junior. Just uh, I know there was times that um, obviously Brandon Ellis was taking some kickouts yeah. and things like that. So um, I'd have to research that one a little bit more. We might go through that in the trade targets. Uh, we can reply. To, we can reply to that Friday, but well. it's probably not one that's jumping out at me in terms of huge value. Especially if you don't have a will day, I'd still be going there first. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know enough to rule it completely out. Baker, I'm ruling out as much as we love him. We said he's probably our favourite player at the yeah. Richmond Tigers. Because he's so good, he gets thrown around the ground week to week, and uh, I just can't trust that his role's going to stay there. And like we said, the players we're bringing in now, 
we want to hold until the end of the buys. So you don't want those question marks there in terms of role. No, I would agree with that. What other questions we got going there? Mid prices to jump on. Like we said, there's no obvious. Like a lot of them are getting closer to their price that figure. I think Will Day is still someone that I'd be looking to target up. So this person's asking for a need to fix up constable. So if you don't have Will Day, I'd still be trying to go there. After that, if it's a constable fix up, I think you're either trying to get all the way up to Tom Stewart. Yeah. Or I don't mind a Jaden Hunt option as a bit of a stopgap if that's someone you can get to who's not that much more expensive and has a low break even um, with a few plays out for the Eagles. I think you'll have a higher responsibility. And uh, back-to-back 80s, looks like he is... And, and, and to the eye, watching this game, he does seem like he gets... like Even that first game I watched pretty heavily because I was watching Dom Sheed, and I thought he was getting a lot of it. was surprised to see his score at the end. Um, so I think that he is someone that if you can't get as high as those other boys, uh, if it means you can do something else in your, your team, that might not be the worst thing. Um, are we moving off Dawson with a mid-roll? Now, as much shit as I gave Dawson at the start of the episode, <laughs> I, I think this could potentially be a really good thing for him. He did go up against Port Adelaide. Let's, yeah, let's put that in mind. Yeah, so tough team to score against. Um, and the fact that he was... I think he was the second highest CBA attendee outside of a Rory Laird. So you like the mid-roll for Dawson compared to the half-back roll? I do think that a Jordan Dawson is the kind of player that could benefit a lot. Um, with this kind of a switch up. Okay. I just think he's a really good player. I think he's uh, big enough um, that he can still get in there and, and get his tackles. He didn't have many on the weekend, only two tackles on the weekend. But again, Port, they're, they're tough. They're, they spread the ball very well. Um, I don't think you, you're not getting off him. Like No, it, you're not trading him out. You, just, you see one week of that role, and typically we know midfielders, that's, like, that's yeah. a favourable role. I think that you could find something better to do with your trades this week than jump off Dawson. That's just my read on it. I would 100% agree. He, so what's he What's he given owners so far? I think he so went, He's averaging 90. So yeah, which his is, price a bit above that at 99. So I get the frustration. It's underwhelming. Yeah, owners would be frustrated, I think, with his output to start the season. But it's, it's I can one vouch of those... for the owners that they are. Correct, yeah. So Well, actually, I was pretty happy until this weekend. Um, like 92 and then a 101. I was... I was, right. I was happy with that. Start. This one's a bit below what we'd want. Yeah, yeah um, I mean... You, but it's a tough matchup. Yeah, it is. And you can understand the frustration, but I, I would just be saying word of caution, jumping off that one. There's probably yeah. other things you can do with your trades, hopefully, this week. Yeah, so I think that let's let's see how he goes in you know uh, next week in the same role. I, I think it might be one that does stick um, just because he was so high up. I think uh, Barry also got injured in that game as well. And, uh, you know, he won the bloody medal, so <laughs> there yeah, must have been something he did well there. Um, yeah. I don't know what I saw, but uh, I think that, yeah. And we do know that defenders typically make really good midfielders. You would th- think about Callum Mills, who was a defender, moved Rory to the midfield. Laird. Rory Laird, you know, Selby um, said this before, that, you know, they, they know how to, you know, pop out for a mark. They're defensively minded, so they tackle well. Yeah. They can still rack up the pills. So uh, I think Jordan Dawson is someone, you know, especially Rory Laird's not known for his... Usage of the ball, so they're, they're going to look to get him to, you know, put it on his boot and, and set people up inside fifty. So, I think he should be fine. Yeah, stick with that one for sure. Yes. Okay. Any other questions that we've got over there? What have you got? I, actually, I wanted to go back to another another question that I have. Oh, actually, sorry, no. I've got a message here from one of our one of our uh, players in the uh, the draft league, um, Kevin, who who. Beat me in our draft league. Just wanted to uh, mention that he hears that um, uh, Jaden Hunt's uh, Ukrainian cousin is uh, is being deployed for the West Coast Eagles, and uh, no doubt that Yurik <laughs> is this going. Yurik has all the skills needed. So <laughs> Yurik <Yurik>. Hunt <laughs> is uh, good balls, mate. Maybe one we want to look out for. <laughs> so nice shout out there. I love well, people getting on these names, mate. That's it with all the injuries over at the the Eagles. They're having to source some Ukrainian imports. <laughs> Yurik will come out and score yeah, well. Yeah, so be on the lookout for Yurik as a, as a downgrade target in the weeks to come. So, uh, yeah, well a, played there. Good, well played. Good shout out there. That's uh, a good Kevin. one to finish on, eh? Yeah, so uh, we reckon we'll, we'll, we'll call it there. Or quickly, um, just a, another shout out uh, to the content creators oh, cup that, that Guesty's yes. got going. So, uh, I if got you didn't. smashed this weekend. Yeah, uh, I think I, I got done by um, DC. Caterpillar. Yeah, who's leading the way at yeah. the moment? So it's uh, yeah, he's looking pretty good, but uh, it's still good fun, even though we're getting pumped. But um, yeah, for those people who days. didn't, yeah, that's it. And for those people who didn't hear, um, last time we mentioned it, um, 
Guesty has uh, set up a bit of a content creators cup, and the winner is going to receive. I think it's five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. Donate to charity yes. of their choice. Mitch uh, recommended that his charity might be my team, but after well, this week, I think it might have flipped around <laughs> a little bit. Well, so I'll, I'll leave that one. There's, there. there's four teams at the moment who were undefeated. Um, Statesman, the uh, Nathan, the Obermullets who beat me this weekend. Uh, Roy and the Warn Dogs are all undefeated yeah, nice. at the moment. So. Uh, yeah, good on those boys for starting off well. Absolutely, and, uh, make sure that you um, check out all of the all the different Twitter accounts associated yeah, yeah, with yeah. those teams and, and channels and stuff because everyone's working hard to get out some good yeah. content. So we're coming back, Luke. We'll be right. We, we, we've shed we've shed a bit of weight and uh, you know let it off our chest now. Well, and, school uh, holidays now, so I don't have any excuse. Oh, so I've got all the time in the dedication. world to yeah think about fantasy. So if I still suck, then <laughs> uh, it's official. I just suck. <laughs> no, you're coming back, mate. If, if Roy can rake up twenty thousand spots in one week, <laughs> you can do the same. All right, and hopefully so can I. All right, that will do it for us today, guys. If you are enjoying the podcast, give this video a big thumbs up. If you're listening over on YouTube, make sure you guys are subscribed. We're getting so close to 1,000 subs. Mate, how close are we? The 950. I think we are at 951 last I checked. Shit. Um... Uh, 9.54 so we only need 46 more subscribers to get to 1,000 so guys if you haven't already go over make sure you subscribe if you haven't already give us a 5 star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and uh, live show Live Friday show as well. Are we doing Friday? it again? This? Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. We'll have to organise a time because obviously school holidays and there is an early game this Friday as well, a 4.20 start. Oh, goodness. Uh, because of the Good Friday. So okay. look out for Twitter and when we're going to be doing that. Yeah. Um, and uh, if we'll confirm and if it is a live show, I think more than likely we will do it. It was good fun. Uh, but yeah, that will do it for Absolutely. us guys. See you guys uh, later on. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.